Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Six Traits of Dynamic Decision Makers. And I say this over you. You are a dynamic decision maker. Life is full of decisions. Various studies suggest that the average adult makes about 35,000 decisions each day. And we know decisions are, are, are something that, that is so important in our lives, and most of those decisions are small, and then there's big decisions in our lives that are going to set the course of our life in powerful ways. The book of Proverbs in chapter 3 talks about happy are those who find wisdom. And it talks about the benefits of wisdom in our life. As a matter of fact, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And one of the suggestions I would give is read one proverb every day. There's 31 Proverbs chapters. Read one every day. Now, wisdom is the ability to make great decisions. You know what to do. You know how to think. And so let me give you six traits of dynamic decision-making. By the way, before I do, let me just say this about decision-making. There's two probably extremes when it comes to the type of people who make decisions. One extreme is the impulsive decision-maker, has no forethought about the future. It's all about now. Does it feel good now? And that's one extreme. The other extreme is what I would call a religious mindset that is fear-based and can't make decisions because of a fear of punishment and a fear of being wrong. And most of us who are listening to this are somewhere, I would say, in between, but I think it's important to identify those. Let's get into the six. Number one, dynamic decision-makers they base their decisions on the Bible and its core values. You know, that may seem to go without saying, but that has to be the foundation. The Bible is kind of like the owner's manual for, for life. You buy a car and there's an owner's manual in the car, be foolish if you saw someone say, I don't really need to refer to the owner's manual. I'm just going to throw it out the window. I'm just going to do whatever feels right with my car. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And the same way the Bible, it's, uh, its core values, its principles, they are full of life. I've never, ever followed God's way and, and said, man, bummer, I wish I wouldn't have done it God's way. Now, doing it God's way, there's, there's often short-term pain, there's short-term discomfort, but there's long-lasting blessing. Doing it our way, there can be short-term pleasure or short-term benefit with long-lasting discomfort and pain. So that's number one. Number two, a trait of dynamic decision-makers. They believe they are good decision-makers. Imagine that. Here's the truth. Those who believe they're good decision-makers are good decision-makers. Now, the, the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good conduct. It's moved forward by good beliefs. And we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. 
And so the nature of faith is to create our identity rooted in who God says we are. In first, uh, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. If you know the Lord, you already have a power. You already have love and you have a sound mind. Now, under the umbrella of sound mind, there's a lot of things, but one of them is, is the ability to analyze situations and make quality decisions. It, it's, it, it's powerful. We believe we are good decision makers. Uh, if it's not, you know, if good decision making isn't operating in your life, you can't get your beliefs out of that. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the person in a weak experience say they are strong, that they are a strong person having a weak experience. Let the poor decision maker say, I am a great decision maker. Obviously, it's not the only thing we do, but it is crucial to get rid of the bad beliefs. Number three, trait in Dynamic decision-makers, they know when not to make a good decision. 1 Corinthians 15, says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. You know, obviously it's saying there that don't make decisions when you're hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> if you want to fly like an eagle, you want to be an eagle, and you're hanging out with turkeys, it's probably not going to work because you're going to make... Uh, Turkey decisions. And also the acronym HALT. Never make a major decision or con major conclusion when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And so when we know we're in those states, we need to say, listen, I'll get back to you tomorrow. I'll get back to you next week. I am not going to decide that today because I do not trust me. <laughs> And so uh, we know when not to make a decision. You know, another thing we, when not to make a decision is when we're running from something rather than running to something. Now, I know there's going to be uh, situations in our life where we may need to run from things, but that can't be the norm. The norm has to be I'm running to something. My decisions aren't, I'm not just trying to leave pain. I'm not just trying to leave discomfort but actually I'm making decisions to lead me towards God's destiny and towards God's highest good. Number four is dynamic decision makers include the right people in their life. They include the right people in their life. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And it's powerful to get other people involved in our life. It's powerful to get somebody outside of our emotional state who has experience in life, who you can trust their track record on their own decisions to give you advice. And it's scary at times to open up to people, but it's scarier to just not have people within our lives. And then also in our decision-making, we need, we need to include those who are going to be affected by the decisions. We need to get try to get buy-in from the key people in our lives. Parents, the wise parents are going to get buy-in from their older children 
on decisions and agreement. If Wendy and I, we would not make major decisions without being in agreement. The churches that I've led, the leadership teams, we basically have gone after 100% in most of the decisions to, so that the people are included. You know, in marriage, I don't want Wendy or she doesn't want me to say, I told you so. I told you we shouldn't have purchased that. I told you we shouldn't have done that. No, once we get in agreement and we bring people into the process with us, that is a powerful thing. So number four is to include the right people. Number five, trait of dynamic decision makers they have clarified their options and they have a story from God for the option they choose. They have clarified their options and they have a story from God for the option that they have chosen. You know, it's interesting that in Acts 16, verses 6 through 10, it's a story about Paul and they're trying to get into places. Holy Spirit forbid them and they were trying to make decisions and they couldn't seem to find out what the right thing was. And then in verse 9, it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding. I want to underline that word, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Good decision makers conclude that God is leading them in a direction. You know, good decision makers, it's very rare that you're going to hear the audible voice of God, even though some have. It's very rare that there's going to be uh, such a, a supernatural phenomenon like a writing on the wall or something. Most decisions are us concluding. I believe this is what the Lord is saying. I believe this is the will of God and I'm deciding to do it. It's what Paul did here. Now what's helpful to that is to clarify our, your options. When we're in decision-making mode uh, about a choice to make or maybe we have anxiety about something in our family or whatever, we need to clarify our options about what we're to do. Because once, once we say, once we release faith into uh, something that we've concluded, God, that's going to take away a lot of the anxiety um, from us. So you clarify option A, option B, option C, whatever the, the legitimate options are. And then you put all the logical reasons why this is a good decision, all the logical reasons why it's not a good decision. And then you start looking for uh, indicators, uh, divine coincidences, and supernatural phenomenon, maybe dreams, prophetic words, scripture verses that have been repeated, uh, other unusual coincidences. And you start filling them in under the options until you have a story from God that is clear in one of those options. I remember when I was in Round Mountain, Nevada in the 90s, and we were debating and just trying to decide whether to move to Weaverville in, in, in 2001. And one of the, I was in a prayer meeting looking to the West, and I remember 
somebody didn't know my situation, uh, a, a young woman said, I see you going to the West. And so I put that under the option of Weaverville. Wild-eyed prophetess woman says, go to the West. <laughs> so powerful. You know, it is a powerful thing to clarify, to see, and, and to get a story from God. We had a story from God of why we made that decision and the other big decisions in our lives. Now, the greater the risk we take is the greater the story we need. Well, let me say that again. The greater the risk we take in life, and, and as we follow Jesus, we're going to be taking risks at times, but we don't just do that um, based on just no, no outward evidence or no signs. We'll have signs for why we do it. All right, here we go. Last one, number six. They learn to make decisions in faith. Romans 14, 5 says, One person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Now, double-mindedness is the enemy of great influencers. Double-mindedness is the enemy uh, of great decision makers and great influencers. Any area where I'm double-minded, I'm open season to the devil in my life. And so I got to nail it down. So once, once I have decided what and concluded and then decided, then I, I have conversations with the Lord like this. I'll say, hey God, I'm going to give you a week if you want to change my mind. I've decided to do this, but I'm going to give you a week. If I'm missing anything, let me know. And you can only do it through a story from you, not through negative circumstances or uh, negative feelings. So that's, that's powerful. And, 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 and you know, it, it says, those about esteeming one day, it says, let each of you be fully convinced in your own mind. Now, a bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. Let me say that again. A bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. And I'm not saying rob a bank in faith, but I'm saying there's many areas where the Lord says, you decide. You decide. Do the best job you can based on what I've already shared with you today. And then conclude and release your faith. Attach your faith to that decision. And wow, that's just so, so amazing. It's so powerful. And I just see you with, uh, with God's grace on your life to attach faith to your decisions like never before. All right, six traits of dynamic decision makers. Number one, they base their decisions on the Bible and its core values. Number two, they believe they are good decision makers. Number three, they know when not to make a decision. Number four is they include the right people in their decision making. Number five, they have a story from God. They have clarified their options and have a story from God for the option they choose. And number six, they have learned to make decisions in faith. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. This is a power, powerful word for so many of you listening right now. And I see God actually 
through this message, and some of you are going to want to listen to it again, through this message is going to do something deep in your spirit and is going to cause you to actually make decisions in your future at a level. You know, the goal of decision making is just isn't to avoid bad decisions. The goal of dynamic decision makers is to make catalytic decisions that affect uh, our, for generations to come in the positive. Wow, wow, wow. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. And remember, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. For most listening, today is not a good day to become radically joyful. <laughs> Too many unresolved issues, personal things going on, financial, whatever. But I say it's your strength you need it. Hey, I'm looking forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.